All right, here we are back on John Baum Politics at thedailynewscollective.com. You can find these reports at the YouTube channel, John Baum Politics. So what follows is the waterfront that I covered this week, always available to you in audio and video form. Without further ado, here is just a portion of the whirlwind of our collective reality. The Mockingbird Media is clamped down tight on why Denmark's top health official, Tanya Eriksson, suddenly fainted during a press conference halting the use of the AstraZeneca vaccine during an uptick of severe side effect injuries due to blood clotting. Whether the feigning was a result of nerves or the vaccine is moot, as the public perception was once again permanently damaged. And that is where the entire public rollout of the COVID lockdown and vaccine confusion has gone, driven into a place of overwhelming suspicion, while the truth slowly seeps out, as it did when Pfizer's former vice president and chief scientist for allergy and respiratory, who retired from the pharmaceutical giant with quote, the most senior research position, end quote, in his field, addressing the demonstrably false propaganda from governments in response to COVID-19 and the strong possibility we are dealing with a conspiracy which could lead to something far beyond the carnage experienced in the wars and massacres of the 20th century. Government's response to emergencies is guided by you know, the scientific group who sit uh, together under the strategic Advisory Group for Emergencies, or SAGE. So they should provide scientific advice to the government about what's appropriate to do. SAGE has got several fundamental things wrong, and that has led to advice that's inappropriate and uh, not only has had horrible economic effects, but has had continuing medical effects in that people are no longer being treated properly. Dr. Michael Yeadon warns of the non-vaccinated becoming pariahs in an emerging digitized world, a sentiment straight from the script we are presented day in and day out. Less than 40% of the population are susceptible. Even theoretical epidemiologists would tell you that that's too small a number to support a consolidated and growing outbreak, a community immunity, herd immunity. So Sage says that we're not even close, and I'm telling you that the best science by the best scientists in the world published in the top peer-reviewed journals says that they're wrong, that more than 60% of the population are now immune, and it's simply not possible to have a, a large and growing pandemic. Yes, this is the question that's been flooding our Verify inbox. Does the COVID-19 vaccine cause sterilization in women? And this is why so many people have been asking that question. It's a Facebook post that's widely circulating right now claiming a head researcher for vaccine manufacturer Pfizer is warning that the company's new COVID vaccine would cause sterilization in women. And Yaden, along with a German doctor, did send a letter to the European Medicines Agency asking the EMA to stop clinical trials of Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine. They said the vaccine might block a protein that's important in the formation of a placenta. And the doctors claim that could possibly result in vaccinated women essentially becoming infertile. 
Is that a real possibility? Well, 13 News reached out directly to Pfizer for answers. The company's response? Not exactly helpful. Simply stating, we are not commenting on that. Dr. Fauci and his World Health Organization cohorts clear disregard for our God-given natural rights in favor of their vague totalitarian marching orders was on full display at a recent House Coronavirus Crisis Subcommittee. Can you give us a specific measurement that will have to be attained, some outcome, some result that we have to reach so that Americans know they're going to get their liberties back um, and be able to move on with their lives? The more people that get vaccinated in the community, the lower the level of infection will be. I understand. I understand. Well, give us an idea. I mean, look, you've given us thoughts on all kinds of subjects. You've opined on all kinds of issues. Give us your best guess then. I just did. No, you didn't. You didn't give us a time. What, when do you think this is going? Are we going to be doing? Are we going to be here two years from now wearing masks? No, I don't. Ask Dr. Don't. Fauci the same question. Well, let, let me let me answer your ranting again. Let me no, just. I'm not ranting. Yes, you are. No, I, I, here's how it works, Dr. Fauci. Right. I get to ask you the question. You're the highest paid official in the United States government. You've given us your advice on baseball, on dating apps, on cruise ships. You told us zero masks, one mask, two masks, now back to one mask. I'm just asking you, when is it going to end? You can say I'm ranting. I'm actually asking the question that the citizens I get the privilege of representing, and my name actually goes on a ballot. I don't think your name's ever been on a ballot. My name goes on a ballot. The citizens I represent want to know the answer to when they can get their liberties back. You, know, you can call that ranting. I actually call it standing up for the Constitution, which I take an oath to uphold, Dr. Fauci, every year, every term that I serve in this Congress representing the folks in the 4th District of Ohio. So it is not ranting. It is defending the First Amendment. Bargering. You know, I, you're indicating liberty and freedom. I look at it as a public health measure to prevent people from dying and going to the hospital. You don't think Americans' liberties have been threatened the last year, Dr. Fauci? They've been assaulted. Their liberties have. I don't look at this as a liberty thing, Congressman Jordan. Well, that's obvious. As a public health thing. But, but, uh, the, I disagree with you, you on that. You think the Constitution completely. is suspended during, a, during a, a, a virus, during a pandemic? It's certainly not. Dr. Fauci, over the last year, Americans' First Amendment rights have been completely attacked. Your right to go to church, your right to assemble, your right to petition your government, freedom of the press, freedom of speech have all been assaulted. I mean, for a year now. Americans haven't been able to go to church. Even today, when they go to church, they're limited in the size of, of, of worshipers who can meet. You're pers- making this a personal thing, and it isn't. It's not a personal thing. No, you are. That is exactly what you're doing. No, you're Mr. right. Chairman, I don't want you to answer my question. The American people want Dr. Fauci to answer well, the question. What does it have expire, to be? Expire, sir. You need to respect the chair and Uh-oh. shut your mouth. The plan, like every other incompetent project the power mad conjure up, is failing miserably which only means that they will simply continue to make it worse. Dr. Fauci, does this look like social distancing to you that you require when you talk about six feet? No. So in these cells, as you just said, they're violating the very guidance that you tell Americans to follow. A a restaurant in the United States would be shut down today if they were being run like this. Yet the federal government, the Biden administration, is running this facility. You can see... All of these young children who are next to each other six inches apart, many without masks, by the way. Does that follow your guidance that you've issued? No. Well, then why would the Biden administration not go and stop this? I I think one of the reasons is because President Biden and 
Vice President Harris won't even go see this for themselves. That's why I keep urging strongly that they go to the border. Section 4 of the 25th Amendment empowers the Vice President and a majority of the President's Cabinet to determine that the President is no longer fit to serve as president. It was attempted on President Trump in 2017. A discussion of the 25th Amendment was, was simply Rod raised the issue and discussed it with me in the context of thinking about how many other cabinet officials might support such an effort. Well, I've been speaking out about the uh, invocation of the 25th Amendment since early this year because I do think the president uh, is not equipped to do the job. And recently, after the Capitol riot. And I don't know where uh, his cabinet has been all of this time, but it's long overdue for the 25th Amendment because this man is no longer capable of serving uh, the United States of America. Of course, Trump's mental fitness wasn't the real issue. It was his pro-America rhetoric that drove the Democrats to abuse Section 4 of the 25th Amendment. President Donald Trump, who tweeted, quote, Crazy Nancy is the one who should be under observation. They don't call her crazy for nothing. But when it comes to mental fitness, Biden has in just one month proven he is out to lunch and a prime candidate. We expect these additional 200 million doses to be delivered this summer. And some of it will come as early, begin to come in early summer, but by the, mid, by the midsummer that this vaccine will be there. And the order, and, and, and that increases the total vaccine order in the United States by 50%, from 400 million order to 600 million. This is enough vaccine to fully vaccinate 300 Americans by end of the summer, the beginning of the, of the fall. It's clear to me, at the least, that US President Joe Biden is struggling with dementia and is clearly not up to the task he's been sworn in to do. It was quite telling that uh, while President Biden was playing Mario Kart and napping all of last weekend, apparently he had no official duties, his ambitious deputy Kamala Harris was telephoning foreign leaders. Biden started off by excusing the genocide against the Uyghur people by the Chinese Communist Party. He dismissed it as just Chinese cultural norms. The central principle of Xi Jinping is that there must be a united, tightly controlled China. And he uses his rationale for the things he does based on that. I point out to him, no American president can be sustained as a president if he doesn't reflect the values of the United States. And so the idea, I'm not going to speak out against what he's doing in Hong Kong, what he's doing with the Uyghurs in western mountains of, of uh, China, and Taiwan trying to end the one China policy by making it forceful. I, I said, and by the way, he said he, he gets it. Culturally, there are different norms at each country and they, their leaders are expected to follow. But then he went on to suggest that blacks, Hispanics, and people who live in the country aren't really smart enough to get online. A lot of people don't know how to register. Not everybody in the community, in the Hispanic and the African-American community, particularly in uh, uh, rural areas that are distant and or inner city districts, know how to use, know how to get online to determine how to get in line for that COVID vaccination. In a short time, the case for Section 4 of the 25th Amendment regarding Joe Biden will reach epic proportions. <laughs>
This is the Venus of Willendorf. It is a 26,000-year-old representation of the female life-giving form. The core of its natural place in the universe has never been denied nor challenged until now. We now live in an upside-down world where transgender rights and feelings, a percentage of 0.4 of the United States population, now determines how nearly 100% of the population of the United States will conduct their daily existence. They can't say amen to a prayer. You cannot say you're a father, a son, a mother, or a daughter. They're not coming closer to what the American people want. They're going further away. I think that the rules should reflect our values as an institution that is the most inclusive as possible, that reflects the gorgeous mosaic in every possible way of the American people. So how does it you, empower women to ban the acknowledgement that women exist? It, it absolutely does the very opposite of that. And it's the height of hypocrisy for people who claim to be the champions of rights for women to deny the very biological existence of women, removing references to, you know, mothers and fathers, brothers and sisters, sons and daughters from congressional rules and administration. Uh, it, it, it's mind-blowing. But instead of doing something that could actually help save people's lives, they're choosing instead to say, well, you can't say mother or father in any of this congressional language. It, it's, it's astounding. England has taken the core of the family and crushed it with a totalitarian boot. As LBC reported, midwives in Brighton have been told they can replace the word breastfeeding with chest feeding and mother with mother or birthing parent as part of efforts to be more gender inclusive. Staff at Brighton and Sussex University hospitals have also been told that breast milk should be replaced by phrases such as human milk, breast chest milk, and milk from the feeding mother or parent. Terms such as woman and father will also be superseded by woman or person and parent co-parent or second biological parent, respectively. The progressive changes come following the release of a policy document, which also suggests motherhood words like woman should not be completely scrapped. Instead, it recommends adding the word people and similar inclusive language. Back in the United States, Joe Biden continues the globalist war on the family, signing an executive order on preventing and combating discrimination on the basis of gender identity or sexual orientation. transgender MMA fighter has said she wants a license to fight in California. A biological male has just become the first transgender person to win a world title in cycling. First transgender weightlifter winning her maiden international event as a woman. A biological male winning a gold medal in a women's event now seems a matter of when, not if. Look, I'm not a professional powerlifter, but even I myself, I can walk, I can stroll into the gym on any given day and I can break the British women's bench press record. I can break the British women's deadlift record. When I'm on form, I could potentially break the British female squat record. And I'm not, a, I don't even compete. So if you're a woman 
and you're a natural woman and you don't take any extra hormones or male hormones, you're not taking steroids or any sort of performance enhancing drugs, you're doing your very best to compete and you're at the top of the heap. But then someone comes along that was a man for 30 years and decides that they're going to be a woman and this has happened and literally transitioned a few months ago and competes as a woman and destroys records and dominates you in that sport. That's bullshit. The future of female sports denied from pushing the envelope of their natural biology in favor of men disguised as females, robbing them of all of their hard work and sacrifice. Coca-Cola is just the latest in a host of companies to hop on the woke bandwagon. From changing profile pictures to show support for the Black Lives Matter movement to rebranding whole product lines deemed to be, well, behind the times. Anti-whiteness, a blatant form of racism, is becoming industrialized, sanitized, and corporatized. If you hadn't noticed, you can now buy a product based on the race of that company's owners. I have a question. Are you guys black-owned? Uh, we're, nah, no, we're all Indonesian. Okay, do you think um, using this, you guys are not um, using black culture to get gain attention? Uh, and gain custody? You don't think this is black culture? Uh, is this Asian? Everyone, everyone is this different. Asian culture? Comedy, the comedy house is definitely an Asian culture. That's um, no, but it's the trap house, though. Is that is that Asian That's not culture? A trap house. Yes, it is. That's the trap tea. I can show you where it's trap tea. I can show you where it's inspired from. Trap tea. Trap tea. Trap tea. The boba plug. You're using black culture to gain customers. However, the country of origin labeling for muscle cuts of beef and pork and ground beef and pork were discarded because the World Trade Organization deemed it racist back in 2016 to allow consumers to know where the animals they eat originated from, regardless of potential animal disease outbreaks unbeknownst to the consumer. Rarely does the health of a single cow have billion-dollar implications, but in this case, it does, because it's America's first confirmed case of bovine spongiform encephalitis in six years. Poor management and the lack of treatment of animal feces and urine are major factors in soil and water pollution and a source of infectious diseases for humans. But driving a racist wedge after over 100,000 small businesses went under in the wake of the COVID deception is paramount to the globalist zealots' agenda, running our health, our unity, and our country into a ditch. In this bill, if you're a farmer, your loan will be forgiven up to 120% of your loan, not 100%, but 120% of your loan if you're socially disadvantaged, if you're African-American, some other minority, but if you're white person, if you're a white woman, no forgiveness as reparations. What does that got to do with COVID? And while millions mobilize to unleash their rage yet again against those small businesses as the Derek Chauvin George Floyd trial begins, are the supposed modern messengers of Martin Luther King's genius doing their best to bring his message to Americans of all backgrounds? Uh, as a former police officer and a senior member of the House Intelligence Committee, I've been warning the public for years that the biggest national security threat we face is domestic terrorism from white nationalists. Uh, we all know that if the attackers on the Capitol had been black, they would have been arrested and probably shot. One Capitol police officer discharged their service weapon, striking an adult female. She was transported to a local hospital where after all life-saving efforts fell, she was pronounced deceased. Her identification is being withheld at this time pending next of kin notification.
Of course they aren't following MLK's timeless wisdom when there is temporary easy money and political power flowing from their inhumane deception. Sooner or later, all the peoples of the world will have to discover a way to live together in peace and thereby transform this pending cosmic elegy into a creative psalm of brotherhood. If this is to be achieved, man must evolve for all human conflict, a method which rejects revenge, aggression, and retaliation. The foundation of such a method is love. Immediately after the accidental shooting death of 20-year-old Dante Wright, the public knew the identity of 25-year veteran Brooklyn Center, Minnesota police officer Kimberly Potter. Barriers were placed around Potter's home, but she and her husband had to flee due to the doxing of her address. And then Potter and the Brooklyn Center police chief resigned. Passed a resolution yesterday relieving the uh, police chief and the uh, officer uh, who, who um, was involved in the, in the shooting. Within a day, looting riotous mobs claiming the facade as peaceful protests descended into Minneapolis, New York, Philadelphia, Chicago, and Portland, where they set the police union building on fire. Not even a week before the entire Wright-Potter mess began, Potter is facing second-degree manslaughter charges. Swift justice rallied by the echo chamber of the Marxist left as Rashida Tlaib fabricated in a tweet that it wasn't an accident. Policing in our country is inherently and intentionally racist. Dante Wright was met with aggression and violence. I am done with those who condone government-funded murder. No more policing, incarceration, and militarization. It can't be reformed. Speaking of condoned government-funded murder... It has been roughly 100 days since California Air Force veteran Ashley Babbitt was killed by an unknown U.S. Capitol Police officer. And finally, we learned today from Biden's Justice Department that the U.S. Attorney's Office for the District of Columbia and Civil Rights Division of the U.S. Department of Justice will not pursue criminal charges against the U.S. Capitol Police officer involved in the fatal shooting of 35-year-old Ashley Babbitt. The focus of the criminal investigation was to determine whether federal prosecutors could prove that the officer violated any federal laws. Concentrating on the possible application of 18 U.S. Code 242, a federal criminal civil rights statute. In order to establish a violation of the statute, prosecutors must prove beyond a reasonable doubt that the officer acted willfully to deprive Ms. Babbitt of a right protected by the Constitution or other law, the investigation revealed no evidence to establish beyond a reasonable doubt that the officer willfully committed a violation of 18 U.S. Code 242. 18 U.S. Code 242 states, whoever under color of any law, statute, ordinance, regulation, or custom willfully subjects any person in any state, territory, commonwealth, possession, or district to the deprivation of any rights, privileges, or immunities secured or protected protected by the Constitution or laws of the United States, shall be fined under this title or imprisoned not more than one year or both, and if death results from the acts committed in violation of this section or an attempt to kill, shall be fined under this title or imprisoned for any term of years or for life or both or may be sentenced to death. 
Attorney General Merrick Garland apparently thanks the constitutional rights of Ashley Babbitt and the people that descended on the Capitol on January 6th to petition the government for a redress of grievances is null and void. The majority of the people that entered the Capitol did so peacefully because they had no other option after propaganda and big tech hijacked their voices. They wanted to speak to their representatives face-to-face, which is the very definition of a democracy. But what they discovered inside was not a democracy or a republic. It was an oligarchy controlled by a corporatocracy. Of the five people that died on January 6th, Ashley Babbitt was the only one that was actually murdered in cold blood by our government while the rest died as a result of medical issues. But there won't be any marches or looting for Ashley Babbitt, because the people that support her support our nation's foundational principles and other people's private property. Unless your name is Jaden X. Well, they already broke the window, so, you know, I didn't know I hit it that hard. The FBI is arresting anyone they can get their hands on who entered the nation's capital on January 6th. Sam Montoya, a great video editor and camera person for InfoWars that's been here about three years, was arrested today at his apartment in Austin, Texas. 30-plus FBI agents and federal marshals showed up and knocked down his door with a battering ram. Many of which that were welcomed in by Capitol Police and protested peacefully within those hallowed halls. As the Gateway Pundit reported, Victoria White is a single mother of four daughters who volunteered with the Trump victory campaign and is now facing 55 years in prison after, and according to the FBI's own report, there is a video in which Victoria White allegedly is seen arguing with other rioters who were attempting to break the glass. White told the Gateway Pundit, I tried to stop those two people from breaking the Capitol window because when we go to see the president, we don't go there to do stuff like that. That's not patriotic. We don't do that. And Felicia Canold, a pregnant single mother, was raided by the FBI and detained for a week after going through an open door at the U.S. Capitol. She now faces over 30 years in prison. Are hundreds of political prisoners really what the Biden administration wants on its hands? If this happened in Ukraine, what are the chances that NBC News would describe Samuel Montoya as a dissident journalist and then describe Ashley Babbitt as an unarmed pro-democracy demonstrator? The chances are roughly 100 percent. But this is America, and they're not saying that. Instead, they're telling us that Ashley Babbitt deserved to die. Has the coddling of this mysterious, untouchable Capitol Police officer now set the precedent that any U.S. citizen addressing their representatives with issues that those representatives disagree with can now be expected to be met with lethal force? She had officers standing right behind her. They could have grabbed her and uh, and just yanked her down and pulled her from the window. Nobody even tried to do that. So there was all sorts of mistakes that basically led up to this woman's death. John Bound reporting. Thanks for tuning in to John Bound Politics. Please subscribe if you haven't already at dailynewscollective.com. It is my weekly mission to bring you some semblance of the crumbling truth from our once great republic that has spiraled into a corporocratic, 
oligarchy-led monoculture on the verge of disaster. Again, you can find us at dailynewscollective.com, John Bound Reports on rumble.com and youtube.com, Bound Reports on band.video, and as always, a big thank you to hcuniversalnetwork.com. Good night, America, wherever you are.